Psalms 1, verse 1, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law doth he meditate, everybody say, day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither. Somebody say, shall not wither. And say this with me, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. <clears throat> Thank you, media team, for sharing that video because we are the church. We are the church. Verse 13, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked the disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon, but John of flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my, upon this rock I will build my, say it like you belong to it, upon this rock I will build my, say it like you're walking in the power and the authority of it, upon this rock I will build my, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give, thank you, Mother Earth, and I will give unto thee the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt Bind, bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed. Where? There is a miracle that's taking place right now, even as we're standing and reading the word of God. There is revelatory insight that God has given us pertaining to the church, pertaining to his expectation of the ministry of the church, and every one of us, every individual here in the sanctuary now, every individual, we thank God for those that are tuning in. But God has given us his expectation of how believers are to function today. Not according to our culture, not according to traditions, not according to what's acceptable, not according to what is popular, but according to his expectation for believers in this day and in this age, the church. The church. My message title, topic, subject tonight is we are, somebody say we are. Now, you look like you, you're trying to tell me, convince me that you are. I need you to look at somebody next to you, and I want you to convince them that you are. And I want you to say it in the most confident way that you can say it. Look at somebody next to you, cover your face so you won't be speaking to them too bad, breathing on them too hard. But I want you to say to the person next to you, we are the church. Now, maybe that person didn't affirm the right way. I want you to look to the other person on the other side of you. And I want you to say to them with the utmost confidence in your spirit, I am the church. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you now for your presence. We thank you now for your word. We thank you now for your love. Father, we pray right now that your power is so evident in our lives, God. Not just because, Father, we're here together. Not just because we're in a Bible study, Father, there's certain things we expect to hear. But, Father, because you have declared who we are to be in your word. You have affirmed who we are to be in your word. Now, Father, I ask your blessings and your hand to be upon all of our lives, God. For we are miracle workers through your power. We are healed through your power. 
and we are the church by declaration of your own word. We thank you now, and everyone said in Jesus' name, amen, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We haven't started Bible study yet. That was all an introduction to us so we can see exactly what heaven's expectation is for us. Now, I know typically we go about 30, maybe 40 minutes, so I'm just starting my 30, 40 minutes right now. Okay, how about that? <laughs> Somebody said, I don't know what you're talking about. 15 minutes, I'm out of here. <clears throat> I was given a book to read a friend of mine some years ago, uh, and the book was entitled Starting Churches on Purpose. It's a book entitled, a book written by a man by the name of Ron Silvio. And in chapter one, it focuses upon rediscovering the New Testament church for the 21st century. Rediscovering the New Testament church for the 21st century. In this chapter, he quotes from an author where he states, it is our job to, it is, it is in our job to create the purpose of the church, but to discover them. It is in our job to create the purpose of the church, but to discover them. As I thought about that, just that statement, just kind of gleaning through that chapter, I thought about something. You know, in this book, he talks about several things, and I, I think I was blessed by it. In fact, I know I was blessed by it. But one of the things that he, that, he, that he speaks of in the book here is how many people that begin ministries, many people that launch out into ministries, they do it because they have different motives. Everybody say motives. Some of them, there, there is a definite call from God. As we look at what we are able to be blessed with every week and, and every Wednesday when Pastor Urshan is in this house, there's no doubt in our mind or in our spirit that we are not worshiping and, and serving under a leader that has been called by God. There's, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Y'all missed a moment to celebrate the man of God that we have. Y'all really missed that moment. That means y'all really missed that moment to clap and celebrate the man of God that, that shepherds this house. <clears throat> that shepherds this house. There's no doubt about it. But he says something that there are those that, that begin ministries and launch out into ministries, and they do it for a variety of reasons. One of the reasons that was really alarming to me is that they launch out into ministries because they were unable to resolve a conflict with another leader in the church. So I'm mad because they didn't let me preach, or I'm mad because they didn't let me teach, so I'm going to go start my own church. Well, have at it, have at it. Do the best you can, because if you're not called, you're going to be right back asking for forgiveness. I'm sorry I made a mistake. That was not for me to do. It wasn't for me to do. But one of the things that he talked about in there was also recognizing your tone, recognizing your personality, recognizing the thing that drives you. For instance, I'm going to joke for just a second, but my sisters in the back looking at me right now are already expecting me to come up with a food analogy, and I'm not going to disappoint them. They said to me, well, we know Fazel's going to teach. Whatever he teaches, he's going to have a food analogy. <laughs> I'm not going to disappoint you. I'm not, I'm not going to disappoint you. Brother Brandon Jordan, pastor, had him minister one Wednesday, and he, he complimented Pastor Charlie, complimented Pastor Urshan, complimented Pastor Duvall. And then he got to me, and he said something. You know when Brother Fazel is up here, he's going to talk about home Bible studies. Well, I'm not going to disappoint you. I'm not going to disappoint you. Maybe somewhere along the line we will get into that, but that is not my focus. I say all that to say this here. We have to recognize our own personalities, the things that influence us, and the things that cause us to view certain situations a specific way. 
the things that influences us and cause us to view certain situations a specific way. Why, 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 why? The, the reason being, we all have motivators. Everybody say motivator. We, we all have motivators. Motivators are the thing that causes us to act. Motivators are the thing that causes us to step out. We all have motivators. We all have motivators. For, for those that, that are worshipers, man, when we hear that one song, come on now, come on now. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. The Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you. It's so easy. That, that's actually a song. It may not sound like it, but it's actually a song. When we hear that certain song, something just resonates in us because we begin to identify with the words and lyrics of that song because it motivates us, motivates us and causes us to realize the revelatory insight of who the Lord is to me. Who? Of who the Lord is to me. If I were to begin singing a song, and if the drummers were to come up, if Brother Wilson would come up, if the bass guitar, the lead guitar were to begin going, and I would say, uh, there's nobody like our God, start singing a song, there's nobody like our God, nobody like him. Man, don't you know that something would resonate inside of us simply because it is a motivator, because it brings us to a revelatory insight to the fact that there's nobody like our God. I, I, I don't care. I can search the world all over. I believe that's the lyrics of the song. I can search the world all over. Is, am I right about it? <laughs> she said a little bit there, right? And I won't find anybody like him because that, that worship song, those, those lyrics are a motivator. They, they are inspiring. They are encouraging. It helps us to really realize what, what the Lord is and who the Lord is to us. The Lord gives us a command and a marching orders that incidentally have never been revoked. I said, the Lord gives us a command and marching orders that incidentally have not been revoked. And that marching order, those commands were to go, were to go. You don't need much clarity given. You don't need much description. The only thing you need is, is where to go, when to go. But if I were to say go, you automatically know that, that that means I am about to step out in a direction to fulfill what God wants me to fulfill. Somebody say amen. Whenever we step out in a specific direction or we are obeying the command to go, everybody say to go, there is an automatic assumption from every believer in the house, every believer in the kingdom of what we are to do, Whew. of what we are to do. The reason being, whenever we hear the word go, we understand that Jesus is saying to us that I'm expecting of you to go out in my power to go out in my word, to go out under my influence, to go out under the authority of my name. He is expecting of us to obey those marching orders and everybody say go. Oh, y'all, it didn't sound too positive there, but we are to go, we are to go. Reason being something resonates in us when we hear those words and immediately our attention is drawn to Matthew 28, 19. Go into all the world and do what preach the gospel teach and baptize how oh don't be afraid to say it in the name of the father in the name of the son in the name of the holy ghost and because we know what the name of the father is one finger we know what the name of the son is come on apostolic saying we know what the name of the holy ghost is we're not afraid to quote that scripture 
and we're not afraid to baptize in Jesus' name. Because when he said go, he gave us our marching orders, gave us very specific and clear direction, and he told us what he is expecting of us when we go. Matthew 16, he said unto them, go into all the world, 1615, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be, shall be damned. We understand the power of persuasion in ministering and teaching the word of God. We understand that. that. That's why I'm excited. Here it is now. Here it is now. That's why I'm excited about teaching Bible studies. It's not my influence. It's not my words. It's not my anything, but it's all God. I said it's all God. Now, now here's, what, here's one thing you can't be afraid of. You can't be afraid to begin to conversate with somebody that you've never met before. You can't be afraid to teach somebody that you've never met before. Why? Because the Bible tells us that you shall receive power, Acts 1 and 8. After what? Come on now, say it like you have it. After what? Say it like you have received it. After what? I'm a little bit inspired tonight. I got to tell you why. <laughs> We're teaching a curriculum across town today. Christ Tabernacle, Pastor Harding's church taking them through the Home Bible Study Certification course. And today's lesson was on overcoming shyness and how to get a home Bible study. And let me tell you something. There's nothing more persuasive than understanding the power that the Lord has placed within us. There's nothing more persuasive. So when we go out, we go out because we're operating under his authority. When we go out, we go out because we're operating under his influence. When we go out, we go out because we're operating and functioning in the words that he said, not our own. Not our own. Here's what's so powerful about that. Here's what's so powerful about that. When we see the ministry of the apostles, when we see the ministry of the word of the Lord, one of the things that is automatically connecting with us is we see the results. Woohoo! Oh, Lord, I might need some water. I might need some sunshine. We might have to try this on Saturday morning. Here's why. Here's why. Whenever we begin to function and minister in the word of the Lord, when we are using Bible methods, somebody say we get Bible results. We get Bible results. Here's another scripture that I want to share with you regarding us going. In Matthew 10, chapter, 7, chapter 10, verse 7, the Bible says, And as you go preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Everybody say go. As you go preach, Matthew 22, verse 9 through 10. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as you shall find with Jesus ministering, sharing with this parable in Matthew 22, he says, and as many as you shall find, bid them to the marriage. So the servants went out into the highways, and they gathered together as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. Why was the wedding furnished with guests? Everybody said, because they went. Because they went. Luke chapter 14, verse 21 through 23, it says this. And a servant came unto me, the servant came and showed the Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servants, go out quickly into the streets, into the lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, bring in hither the main, bring in hither the halt, bring in hither the blind. And a servant of the Lord said, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. 
And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out to the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house, my house might be full. That my house might be full. I'm deputizing every one of us in here. We're deputized by God, not by, not by Fazel. We're deputized by God to go out into the lanes and the hedges and the highways and compel people to hear the word of God, compel people to receive Jesus Christ, compel people to repent of their sins, compel people to make better decisions through the word of God, through the word of God. Here, here, here's what's great about that. Here's what's great about that. When we go, God gives the increase. We're, we're in a perpetual, let me share this with soul winners. Any, any soul winner in the house? Any soul winner in the house, raise your hands to the Lord. Thank you, sister. Thank you, brother. Raise your hand. Keep them up. 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 Now, let me ask you this. Anyone in this house have the Holy Ghost? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Anyone in the house got the Holy Ghost? Raise your hand. Come on. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Raise your hand. If you had the Holy Ghost, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, check your, I bought my tie, I bought my tie, I bought my tie. Check that. Check. You are a soul winner. You are a soul winner. We're going to help you realize the power of the influence that God has placed in you. But, but you are a soul winner. You are a soul winner, right? And, and here's how you know. Here's how you know. Because of the training that we're doing here, and we're taking a new, new venture this year here. I'll speak more about it a little later. But because of the training that we've received here, the teaching, we know that we are in a perpetual seed sowing process. How many know that? I'm going to help you out with that. We are in a perpetual seed sowing process. In Matthew, in Luke 8, and I believe it is Mark 4, the Bible speaks specifically of a parable that Jesus gave concerning a sower went forth to sow. Anybody remember that parable? So he's teaching us a principle on winning people to the lost. That's what he's doing here. He's teaching us a principle on the effectiveness of personal evangelism. That's what he's teaching us here. Please don't miss it. Please don't miss it. First of all, we've got to affirm with one another that there is only one God. Somebody say his name is Jesus. There's only one God and his name is Jesus. When we get to heaven, it's not going to be a competition on the throne. There's only going to be one there. When we get to heaven, we're not going to see three people. We're only going to see one person there. And that is going to be the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ himself. We need to affirm that first and foremost. Whoo, glory, I feel the Lord. First and foremost, because there's only one God. There's only one God. The second thing we need to affirm is the apostolic doctrine. Everybody say the doctrine. Now, now, oftentimes, we can be somewhat critical of hearing a doctrine. We can be somewhat skeptic of hearing a doctrine. Reason being that we always hear it. And if we're always hearing it, that must mean we need to learn it even better. Because I believe that our leadership, our pastor, and our ministers, I believe that they're sensitive enough to the Holy Ghost that when they get up here and teach, or make a reference to the importance of repentance, or make a reference to the importance of being baptized in Jesus' name, I wish I had some help, or make a reference to receiving the gift of the Holy, the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I believe that they understand that God knows that somebody needs to hear that. It may not be you, it may be somebody next to you, it may be somebody behind you, but I'm here to tell you right now, we need to affirm the doctrine. Y'all need scripture? Let me give you scripture. Paul told Timothy, to continue in the doctrine, 1 Timothy 4. To continue in the doctrine, for enduring this doubt shall both save thyself and who else? 
and them that hear thee. Save thyself and them that hear thee. Oh, we ain't got to shout in the audience now. We shout, we're talking about miracles, but we ain't shouting, talking about doctrine. I'm going to tell you right now, doctrine saves. We need to affirm that. We need to affirm that. We need to affirm that. So as a member of the body of Christ, as a member of the church, when we go out ministering and teaching, we're ministering and teaching his word. His word is doctrinal. It is consistent. It is sound. And it is set forth, everybody say, to save, to deliver, to heal, and to set free. To save, deliver, to heal, and to set free. To save, deliver, to heal, and to set free. I wish somebody else was just excited as I am about that. Because we're still seeing healing. We're still seeing deliverance. And we're still seeing people being saved, and we're still seeing people being set free. Why? Because of the power of the Word of God. Now, I want you to know something, right? As bad as our ministry is, as bad as pastor is, how many know pastor is a bad man of God? Maybe y'all are used to that vernacular. vernacular. <laughs> but we got a preacher in this house. But he's only one man of God. If I have a Bible study, I meet somebody in, in Dayton, I can't call pastor with the many people I'm meeting. If, if, if Pastor Charlie, and Charles, Pastor Charlie's a bad man of God, he's a bad man of God, but you can't call Pastor Charlie every time you meet somebody and they need a Bible study. Let me tell you something. Where Auntie Connie at? Think of my auntie. Think of my auntie. <laughs> as bad as Auntie Connie is, she's only one woman of God. You can't call her every time somebody needs a Bible study. Come on now, come on now. I see Sister Liz, Sister Caitlin over here, walking in anointing, walking in the power of God, right? And as bad as these women of God are, you can't call either one of them every time you're in position to minister to somebody. You know why? Because your steps are ordered. You are placed in that position. Watch this now. And God is trusting you. God is trusting you. I, I, I love this, and I'll share this. I got 30 more minutes, maybe. <laughs> Did y'all hear us say, preach, brother. <laughs> she actually said no. <laughs> when you live in a place spiritually and a place of expectation, when you live there, nothing will deter you from occupying that position. Let me say that again. When you live there, nothing will deter you from occupying that position. I, I, I love the fact that, that, let me say this, and, and, and as delicate as I can say that, I, I, I can't stand COVID. I really do not like COVID and, and what it's done to the church and what it's done to our nation and, and what it's done to the world. I, I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. But, but I will say this, that we've seen people move through this time, through this season, in areas of ministry and faith that we have never seen before. That we have never seen before. We watched a broadcast with Brother David Jordan. He's not here tonight. Brother David Jordan shared a broadcast with me. I don't know if many of y'all saw that, where it was uh, the Pentecostal of Alexandria, Louisiana. They had a missionary in that was in from Spain, I believe it was, from Spain. And he talked about the miracles that they began to see during the season. There were cancers that were dried up because people were praying. 
There were miraculous things taking place. There were people that had heart attacks. People that were dead were being risen back to life again. Back to life again. Because the men and the women of God, the saints of God, were seeking the face of God like they have never sought the face of God before. Now, I, 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 can, I can only test for myself, but I have to ask you all this. How hard have we been seeking the face of God? How focused and determined have we been in seeking the face of God? We're living in an hour where the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 8 that the earnest expectation of the creature or creation is waiting for the sons and daughters of God to be manifested in this earth. There is a power that's in us that your neighbor is waiting to see. There is a power within us that family members are waiting to see. There is a power within us that school teachers are waiting to see. There is a power in us that doctors are waiting to see. Glory to God. Glory to God. It resides in us, the church. It resides within us, the church. Here's why I'm excited. Here's why I'm excited. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't, and you don't either. But one thing I can assure you of, that the power of God resides in every one of us. So it doesn't matter what we're facing, what we've got to deal with, what challenges are out there before us, the power of the Holy Ghost resides within us. That means this, if there's a giant, that giant has got to come down because the Holy Ghost resides in me. If there's a sickness that I'm dealing with, that sickness has got to submit itself unto the power of God because his power resides in me. That means if there is any type of challenge that we're dealing with, that challenge has got to submit itself unto the power of God because his power resides within me. Oh, I wish I had some help right now. <clears throat> I got 25 more minutes. Musicians, you can come. You're just going to help me minister. We're not closing. But if y'all will come. Here's what I want us to know. Here's what I feel the Lord wants us to know. We are capable of more than what we're walking in. We are capable of more than what we're walking in. I don't know, Mom, how much you've shared. And I don't know what the doctor's diagnosis is. But I know you serve a miracle working God. And I know the hand of the Lord right now, moms, right now, is upon your husband right now. In the name of Jesus. Y'all looking around trying to figure out who I'm talking about. But y'all need to be lifting your hands praying for a miracle right now. Praying for a miracle right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yeshatabaha is shrinking right now. In the name of Jesus. It's shrinking right now. In the name of Jesus, we speak to it right now. We command it to dissipate from his body right now. By the authority of the word of God, and the y'all looking around instead of praying, by the authority of the word of God, and the power that's in the name of Jesus, we speak to dissipation right now. We command this invader to leave his body right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lonnie's being healed right now. He's being healed. He's being healed right now. He's being healed right now. He's being healed right now. Ha. 
He sent forth his word to heal. All you need to do is trust. Trust in what he said. Trust in what he said. I want you to stand with me. We're going to close right now. Stop allowing the world, the culture of your community, your social circles, stop allowing them to dictate to you who you are in God. Stop allowing them to dictate to you who you are in God. We have friends that, that function dysfunctionally. We have those in our circle of influence that don't have the level of expectation that, that you do. But because they're part of our circle, because they're part of our family, because they're part of our influence, we acquiesce to the lack of faith that they have. We acquiesce to the lack of expectation that they have instead of walking in our God identity as the church. Instead of walking in our God identity as the church. I gotta be honest with you, I gotta be honest with you. Sometimes it's a perception. Sometimes it's a perception. But sometimes it's a transparent reflection of what we wish we see in our own lives. Of what we wish we see in our own lives. I don't know where it is for you, but I know where it is for me. I've seen glimpses of the power of God. I've seen glimpses of his healing. I've seen and experienced glimpses of his delivering, even in my own home, even in my own body. I've seen glimpses of it, and I have been a recipient of it. But I want more. <laughs> I'm not satisfied. I'm not content. I want more. More of his power. More of his presence. More of his healing. More of his virtue. More of his name. More of revelation. Ha. I want more. We're going to step back. We're closing. I didn't even get to half my notes. I got 41 pages up there. I only touched two. Let me go hit 40 more. We want more. We want more. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. When the world comes to this church, when I mean the world, I'm, I'm talking about those that have not made a decision for Christ, those that are categorized, biblically speaking, as unbelievers. But when they make that transition and God starts filling them with the Holy Ghost and and many of the neighbors, many of the neighbors that, that, that we have brought, many people we're connecting with, it's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be hard to swallow. But some of us are going to say, some of them are going to say to us, what took you so long to tell me? What took you so long to tell me? I, I'll never forget this as long as I live. I had a supervisor when I was stationed at Fort Campbell. I wasn't saved. An apostolic supervisor. Born again of water and spirit, tongue-talking supervisor. And you know the first time he witnessed to me? After we got to Saudi Arabia, another preacher preached the gospel. God filled me with the Holy Ghost. I baptized in his name. Then he got encouraged to witness to me. Only then. Only then. <laughs> Who's waiting on us? I wish I had some stilts right now. Who's waiting on us? Who? The anointing of the Lord is upon you. The power of God is residing in your life. Virtue is flowing through you. Power is flowing through you. 
The authority of his name is flowing through you. Confidence in his word, yes, Shaha, is flowing through you. Expectation for the promises of God, yes, Baha, is flowing through you. You're a miracle worker. You are a miracle worker. Know that. I want you to lift your hands right now. 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 Begin to make your declaration now. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I can become what God says I can become. I will not allow this world negative influences to dictate my God-given identity. I will not allow to have it. I will not allow it to happen. Lift your hands right now, everyone in this house. Everyone in this house. Everyone in this house. Everyone in this house. If you want to pray, you can come forward. It's not really necessary, but if you want to, please come forward. But I'd rather you make the affirmation, confirmation in your spirit right where you are. Come on, declare it, declare it, declare it. Lift your voice and declare it right now. Fear, I command you in the name of Jesus to leave. Fear, I command you in Jesus' name. You will not have authority over me. You will not influence the saints of God. You will not dictate to us. Fear, you are under my feet in the name of Jesus. Fear, you are under my feet in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Why don't we lift our hands and sing that with our musicians and psalmists? right now. Let's make that song, those lyrics, our petition right now. Whatever door I'm holding on to, whatever part of my heart and life I have not released it to you, Father, I give it to you now. Father, I give it to you now. I give you my confidence because I'm trusting in you and not myself. I give you my apprehensions because I'm trusting in you and not myself. I give you, Father, I give you, Lord God, all the questions I have because I'm relying upon you and not myself, and not myself.
allow me to share, allow me to share this with you really quick, really quick. Then we're going to pray and dismissal and we're going to go ahead and transition out of here, out of this place, but not out of the Holy Ghost, not out of God's expectation. I want to share a couple testimonies with you really quick. A few years ago when I was still doing navigational, teaching navigational systems for the military, please don't sit down, this, this is not going to be a long testimony. This is my second closing, it's not going to be a long testimony. I was teaching navigational systems for, for the military, and there were times I would be on the road for three weeks at a time, missing church, missing the saints of God, missing fellowship, and, and this time we're all the way over there in Nuremberg, Germany, Nuremberg, Germany, and it didn't matter to me at that point. I'm going to find a church somewhere. I, I, I said, I, I, did, I, I didn't care as long as they were worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ, I was going into that chapel. I found a church service. I found a church service. Uh, there, one of the barracks there in Nuremberg. Uh, went into church, and, and, and the worship was strong. The, the spirit was high. It was really enjoyable. But there walked in a young man, a young man that I had never seen before. Uh, I met him that day, talked to him that day, and hadn't seen him since. But he came into the church, and he came in with a pack of cigarettes rolled up in his shirt sleeve, and, and, and he sat on the pew directly in front of me directly in front of me and, and just in the way if if, if 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 well we know one another but but just in the way that we pick up conversation begin a dialogue with people I said hey how you doing where you from what's your name and he told me his name told me where he's from couldn't tell you any of that right now I don't remember it's been that long and I'm over 42 but I want to tell you what happened they gave an altar call at the beginning of the service, pre-service prayer, going to worship service, people came down, he did not come down. I leaned forward and I asked him, I said, do you mind if, if I pray for you? He said, go right ahead. Never met him before, laid hands on him, standing in the pew behind him, and almost immediately this brother began to speak in other tongues. Almost immediately. I'm from Ohio. All the way over there in Nuremberg, Germany, at a chapel service that's not apostolic, not Pentecostal, lay hands on this person that I met for the first time, and he begins to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. I, I step back and I'm like, I can't wait for service over because I've got to talk to this guy. I've got to figure out who he is and, and what just happened. Come to find out, after service, we talked. Come to find out that his dad pastored an apostolic Pentecostal church in Virginia, and he had walked away from God. Don't you know, if I'd have been hesitant, if I'd have said, nah, this ain't the church, nah, I don't know the guy, nah, it ain't for me, nah, let the pastor do it, nah, let the preacher do it. Don't you know if I would not have walked in my God identity? And it's not me, it's anyone, it's any one of us, any one of us. The will of God would not have been manifested in that young brother's life, that young soldier's life. Hear me. The Lord is positioning us, divinely positioning us all around our city, on our jobs, wherever we were. Listen to me. The Lord is divinely positioning us so that his will is done in the land in this day. There's a miracle. There is a miracle, Brother Kelly. We've already prayed and we're believing God. There is a miracle. There is, in the name of Jesus, there is a miracle. 
There is a miracle, Yetabo Shahaya. We're releasing it in the name of Jesus. We're believing it in the name of Jesus. God's power is not limited to this location. God's power is not restrained by anybody's sicknesses or disease. There is a miracle in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands one more time. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your love. We thank you for allowing us, Father, to fellowship with one another, Father, to receive from one another. We thank you, Lord God, for the miracle. We thank you for signs and we thank you for wonders. Now, Father, we ask in Jesus' name, let your power be so evident in our lives, Father, with everything that we do, Father. Let your presence be so evident in our lives, Father, with your words we teach, with your words we affirm, with your words we declare, Father, with your words, O oh God, that we exalt, with your words, O oh God, with your words. Let it be so evident, Father, that men and women will see the things that we are doing and glorify you. In Jesus' name, clap your hands to the Lord as we are dismissed.